0: If you have your Bibles, Second Chronicles chapter number twenty. Somebody alluded to this last night when we was in prayer, and I said somebody went and jumped all up on my stuff. But let me you know that uh, it's, it's God's thing, and uh, God knows exactly what He's doing. But but I just want to share this with you because we said tonight that we did things a little bit differently. You know, normally we'll start with a little worship, and God told me to put that on the back end. It'll make sense to you as we go forward here tonight. Um, Jehoshaphat. Was the king of Judah, and he ran into a little bit of a problem. And I want to read this, but as we go, I want you to he- I want you to begin to see see yourself, and see God moving in your life. Because what God is about to do is going to be incredible. And what He's about to do in your life it it, it transcends. See, here's a big thing you got to remember. You got to get your mind. Listen, what God is doing in your life is bigger than you. You got to remember that. You got to remember that, because if you don't remember that, you'll get you'll get lost in the wilderness. Because if God is behind the thing, then he is the one that is responsible to make it happen. He is the one that's going to sustain in the process. And watch this. And uh, if you're there, say amen. I I think, well, uh, maybe she can get it up there. Uh, Second Chronicles, chapter 20. I didn't give her a heads up. But, you know, we just we just roll. I, I look this is this is amazing you know you used to go to church people pull out their bible and everybody pulling out their phones you know the first time i saw that in church i said man that's kind of rude they're sitting here reading emails while the preacher said turn their bible they're here reading emails and i thought that was kind of offensive but you know but here i am look at this i got a big iphone or whatever you want to call it hallelujah uh but we'll just start reading in verse number one after this the armors of the moabites and the ammonites now watch this now now stay with it this is this is good uh, and some of the Minnonites and uh, every other kind of ite declared war on Jehoshaphat. <laughs> the messages came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Eden is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hezron Tamar. This was another name for engedi. Jehoshaphat was terrified. Have't you ever felt like the walls were closing in on you? Come on, come on. You ever felt like that? Like, like it just felt like everywhere you turn, it's like you're being squeezed on every side. You can't get no relief nowhere. Watch this. Jehoshaphat was in such a situation. Jehoshaphat was terrified. Haven't you ever been scared? I've been scared. It's okay. He was scared by this, he was terrified by this news, and he begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So the people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. How many of you know we've been seeking the Lord's help this week? All week we've been asking God, Lord, we need help. I'm not ashamed to ask God for help. I'll stand out in the middle of the parking lot and I'll scream, Lord, I need help. You remember Blind Barnabas? They told him, shh, shh, be quiet. He said, Who coming, Jesus? He says, Jesus, heal me, restore my sight. They said, Shut up. So he screamed even louder because when you lead a deliverance from God you let you, me tell you something when you really get in a fix you don't care what people say you just know that I need God to move and help me this is where we are see this is this is this is the people of God and, and watch this now Jehoshaphat stood in verse 5 before the community of Judah in Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord he prayed oh Lord God of our ancestors you are you are alone you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty, and no one can stand against you. Do you know what Joe is doing? He's exalting God over his problem. You see? He's exalting God over what he's going through. He began to recite, "Lord, you're awesome. You're powerful. You want nobody can handle you." How you know that's the same God that we serve? Good God, I'm getting. Y'all not somebody ought to get excited with me. Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land? Lord, the last time I was in trouble, I saw what you did. I've been here, seen that, done that. God, you've been faithful to me. See, he's recounting what God did in his life. See, some of you going through some stuff, you got to go back and you got to recount. I remember when, when I had a situation, I was going through this, and somehow or another, God came through for me. He showed up. I don't know how he did it. He just did it. And some of us are in situation right now. You don't you are looking. you just you don't have any idea how in the world are you going to come about it. But that's where God loves to do his best work. He does his best work when you are powerless. Listen to what this brother said. And, and look at the verse seven. Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land? When your people Israel arrived, and did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here, built this temple to honor your name. They said, what, whenever we are faced with any calamity, such as war, plague, or famine, we can, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. Look at verse number 10. And now see what the armies of Ammonite, Moab, Mount Seir are doing. Lord, see what the enemy is doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when they left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. In other words, he's saying, look, God, we, God we've been just trying to be faithful. We've been trying to serve you. That's all we've been trying to do. He's now, now, now see how they reward us. For they have come to throw us out of your land. See, now you're making it personal. We start talking. Listen, y'all, whoa, God. See, you got to get like that with God. You got to make it personal. God, God, this is your work. Lord, this is your house. This is what you are doing, God. You're the one who put me here. You're the one who called me out of darkness. You're the one who, let me know your boundaries has already been predetermined by God. So he's making it personal. He says, he says Lord, this is, this is you. This is your people, your house, your thing. You did this. Now see, verse 11, how they reward us, for they have come to throw us out of your land which you gave us for an inheritance. You gave it. How me know everything you got, God gave it to you? Come on. Oh, our God, won't you stop them? <laughs> now, now, I love this verse. This is, a, this is incredible. Watch it. He says, now, we are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. How I many of you feel powerless? You feel like, I, 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 don't, I can't pull this off? But, but, but see, sometimes God had to bring us to a point where we can say that. Because sometimes in life we, we, we see we like to kind of run this thing ourselves. We like to kind of be in a driver's seat. And you know, and what God likes to do every now and then is to remind you that you really need me. And so he he kindly tells you to scoot over. And 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 you have no control. And none of us, we hate not being able to control stuff. I don't like not being able to control my destiny control my situation. I need to feel like that I can somehow fix this thing. And God comes along. He said, no, 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 no. I See, you need to learn. I, I need to put you in a situation where, where, where if I don't show up, you're going to sink. And some of you right now, you saying, oh, God, I don't really want that. But trust me, it's the best place we can be. Because some of you wouldn't be here tonight unless you were needing God to move. <laughs> you know you don't play until you don't pray really you you pray but you don't really pray until you get afflicted. <laughs> Come on, when you really when you really need God to move. You know, I hear people all the time say, I hear people who go on these mission trips, say they go to Africa and all different places, and they just see miracles over there all the time. But you know why? Because those people have come. To, look, it's a way of life. They cry. They're always in need. So they're constantly, help. We, ha- we ask God for help every now and then. when we really need God. But, but, but And those people are patient because they know that, that God operates on his own time schedule. So they patiently wait. They wait yeah way and and they but all the while they are saying help god In America we don't know how to say help We got everything I mean we, you know even even your refrigerator even if it's halfway empty right now you doing better than the folks over in the third world or other place they got nothing you are still blessed you got milk if you got butter hallelujah If you even got a refrigerator hooked up you're more blessed Cuz they don't even have that Hallelujah. But watch this. All right. He said, we are powerless against this army that is about to attack us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes, where's your eyes at? They're on you. You know, I've been praying for our church. We've been going through some things as a church, and I was talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. But it was a peace that came over me because I said, but here's what, God. I'm just going to keep looking to you. And all I can think about that scripture where it says in, in Psalms 121, it says, I will lift my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Where is your help coming from? Where does your help comes from? He says, as all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones. Watch this. now. no. no Watch this. It's how you know it gets serious when, when you got the kids and everybody, everybody come. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's good sometimes to be in this predicament. It's good to have to believe God. They brought the kids, everybody. Everybody going to fast. Children, they all. The men they were standing there, his name was Jehazio. When well, I watch this, let me go back. I don't want to. I don't want to butcher the scripture. Now verse number 13. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little wives, with their little ones, their wives, their children, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel. Say Jehaziel. Jehaziel. Son of Zechariah. Now watch this. Now I want you to see the context of this. For you lone range Christians, you lone ranger believers. There's something about, and you've heard us say this, when the people of God come together. You see, God blesses you when you pray individual. I hope you have an individual prayer life. You should have that. But it's something that when God, if you look in the scripture, God always does everything in a way that we're connected to one another, where we got to depend on somebody else. Not above God, but in the sense that we're, we're not independent, you see. So God put us in situations, where whereby, and some folks say, "Well, I don't need the church folks. I can serve God all by myself." They don't understand how God moved when He when He when He worked when the Holy Ghost fell in Acts chapter two. How many of them were up in that room? How many was up in the room when the Holy Ghost fell? Come on, you Bible scholars. How many? Was it like just one? No, no, God, you know, God always move among his people. Everything God does, watch this, don't ever forget this, he always does for his what? People, his people. God ain't just thinking about you. He's thinking way past you, but he includes you. But it ain't just about you. And if you think it's just about you, you're going to be sad mistaken. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be irritated because God is not just about you. When you want to really get in on what God is doing, you got to look at him. Listen, you got to be concerned about what he's concerned about. That's what we've been talking about, right? I need to get one with, I need to become one with him. That's why we took communion tonight. I want to, I want to, we want to reconnect, re-identify with him because we want to get his mind. Because if I can get that, then I know that whatever I'm believing for, that's a, that's a foregone conclusion. Because I'm going way beyond. It. How many know we got to think big? Look at name and say, "Think big." You serve a big God. Think big. Listen, it ain't just about God paying your electric bill, paying your mortgage, your rent. That's small to God. Now, some of you are saying, "What are you talking about? You, you're nuts." Well, didn't I say seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added? He told you what to do. So your question you gotta ask yourself is Have I been seeking the kingdom? Is that has that been number one? Because according see, you can just go back to God and say, God, according to your word, here's what you said in your word. If I seek first the kingdom, you said this, God. You said this, not me. You said you take care of all the other stuff. Now, how many of you would agree that God ain't a liar? He ain't no, he ain't no liar. If God says seek first the kingdom, I'm gonna tell. You. He's the, God is trying to tell. You, Don't even worry about all that stuff. Did He not say in Matthew chapter six, "Why are you worried? You ain't gonna add one day." I was sitting there. Today, can I be honest with you? I was sitting at home and I was just sitting by, just thinking about little, think about this problem. What do we going to, do? and then and then and, and the thing. He, this this was the It scared me. I almost like passed out. It scared me because the first as soon as soon as I start worrying about this. The scripture came up, says, why are you worried? And then I got a text from somebody. Uh, it, it sent the text, and said, and you know what the scripture was? Do not worry. Why are you worried? And I said, oh, God. I had to fall on my knees. Because it's where we live, right? But God says, why are you concerned about that? God is. God said, when I come back, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a people that will believe me he said when i come back on the earth am i gonna find some faith up in here that's just you know paraphrase a little bit you know y'all understand i had to say it in a way you can catch it Am I going to find faith when I come back? Am I going to find the people that were saying, Lord, I believe you, even when it was hard? When everybody else was sitting back crying, saying how I was going to make it, Lord, I want you to know that I was standing firm. I was believing your word. I was trusting you the whole way. And you want to be able to say that with conviction. So when the, when the breakthrough comes, you ain't shocked. Because you've been living in the expectation. Y'all didn't hear that. You've been living in expectation. And so when it hits you, you're like, oh, 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 wow. wow." But when it hits you, you he said, that's right, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I was expecting that. Thank you. I was was believing your word. Now watch this. Y'all liking it so far? Watch this now. He says, in verse number 15, he said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, I got to stop. This is what the Lord says. Don't, not do, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but who? That's what God's been trying to tell y'all all week. Do you not understand? He's been trying to let you know it ain't never been about you. We just got to get the revelation that it ain't about us. The battle is mine. How many of you believe that you're a child of God? How do you believe you're saved? How do you believe you're going to heaven? Did, did he not say the battle is not yours, but it's the who? The Lord's. So watch this. He says, now tomorrow, this is, this is good. He says, tomorrow, march out against them. You know, it's Friday night, so we can stay just a little bit longer tonight, right? Because right, we, we ain't going to clubs. We ain't going to, you know, we, we might as well just hang out, enjoy each other, fellowship, and have a good time in the Lord. Watch it. Well, it ain't going to be that long. Don't try to worry. So I got scared. Like, oh, the, the food's going to get cold. All right, here we go. <laughs> I just told on somebody. See that? Look at that. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz, Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jericho. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions. Stand still and watch the Lord's victory. You know, you know what prayer is all about and fasting is all about? It ain't about you trying to figure out how you're going to make it through. It ain't about you getting your hand dirty and trying to fix it yourself. You know what this whole thing has been about? Listen, when you get before God, when you begin to pray, you begin to worship, you begin to believe him, you know what you're doing? You're taking your position. You're taking your position not to fight, but to worship and to thank him for the victory that's about to come. Did y'all hear that? He says now I, I I love this because he 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 says you ain't going to need to fight. You just need to stand back and see what God is going to do. Stand by and see. Look at verse number. Look at verse number 20. Early in the morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, on the way Jehoshaphat stood and said, "Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. How many of you believe tonight?" I mean, you really believe God's going to fix your situation? That God's going to use you, that you're going to be fruitful, that you're going to prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. Then here's what he says Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. Now, the interesting thing, because you would think after getting all that, that now we're going to all have to sit down and strategize. Let's have a meeting. Sister Diva and Sister Larry, let's have a meeting and strategize. Honey, let's have a meeting and figure out, let's come up with, let's strategize. But but, but look what he says here. He says, uh, after consulting the people, the king appointed singers. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Brother, we don't need to be singing. (laughs) I got problems out of the yin-yang and you want to sing. I mean, I'm struggling to keep my head above water and some of you, if you're honest, you don't even like to sing. But it's interesting. He says, but when the king got their word, he said, look, I'm believing God that it's done. And, and he said, after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. You know, think about that, Marine Corps. Think about it. Y'all, I mean you go out to fight in the battle, you got these folks up here singing. Get out of my way. We're here to fight. We ain't here to do. What y'all doing? We ain't having a party. No, we're going we gonna to do some damage. This doesn't even, see how unconventional God is? God, he always do stuff that just knock it right out of the box. He, he don't do nothing like you think he going to do it. That's why I love him so much because God is the best roller coaster ever created or, or ever existed because <laughs> you can't create God. I mean, he's from everlasting, for everla- you know, just in case your theology is, you know, he is from everlasting, you know, he's always been, always was, always is. But at that very moment, they begin to sing and give praise. Well, Pastor, why are y'all singing in church? Why are y'all singing and give praise? Well, let's look at this thing. Look at verse 22, 25, I'm sorry. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out together to the plunder. No, 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 I can't, I can't skip that part. Look at verse 23. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies. No, let's go back to verse 22. I tried to speed this thing up, I'm sorry. But verse 22, that, that, this this guy, listen to this. Verse 22, at that very moment, at what moment? Now, what was that very moment? No, what was, what, what was that? Read the Bible. When was, what was that very moment? Oh, now you got it. When they started singing and praising, when they start worshiping, at that moment, you remember Paul and Silas? in the jail right they singing in jail all of a sudden there's an earthquake a shaking and before he long, those brother was gone they were out their chain fell off but the chain then fell off until they started doing what god is moved by what faith you want to get god? you want to you want to really move god just begin to worship them like you already got first of all you tell them what you want you make your declaration and then you begin to worship him like you already got the victory and when people ask you why are you celebrating when i looking at all this stuff you're going through. <laughs> An earthquake is about to happen I believe it hallelujah see say, I got rhythm I can put it not everybody can do that but you do it your way God <laughs> I can bless you. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir, watched this, and killed every one of them, and they had destroyed the army of Seir. They they began attacking each other. Now, that doesn't even make sense. Here they are. They're getting ready to fight, and, and all the army that were coming up against them, God caused them to be confused, and they start getting on each other's nerves. And before long, they're like, I thought we were partners. Man, you stepped on my chew. What's up? What's up with you, man? And before you know it, they were fighting against each other and they killed each other. And the word was, y'all ain't gonna need to fight. Because God is gonna do a miracle. How many know that's a miracle? And three nations coming up against one little old Judah? And God fixes so that, how many know that, that didn't just happen? You know, when God brings about miracles in your life, stuff, you don't be telling people, well, I got lucky. Oh, oh, I just, uh, oh, I don't know, it's chance. No, 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 brother. I... Don't, the Bible said that the steps of a good man are ordered by who? So every step I take, there's purpose in my God. God is a God of purpose. God never does nothing just for, for fun. Everything God does is always attached to purpose. And so if you get blessed. It was no accident. No chance blessed me. God blessed me. God came through for me. When I was sick in my body, God healed me. Yes, the doctor—he got a little wisdom. God talked to him. How do you know it was God that healed my body? And we need to say thank you, doctor. I appreciate you. You know everything you did, but God. Oh, hallelujah. Verse twenty-five. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. <laughs> they found—and look, just a moment ago now—they're they, thinking their life is over. Their nation is destroyed. But now look at this. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. You talking about God's blessing? It took them three days. God blessed them with so much that, and, and you know what? And the thing about it, they were just trying to survive, and God was kind of letting them know it ain't about you just surviving. I had a plan all the long. I knew what you were going to be going through. I predestined you. I called you. I knew your struggle. I knew that you were going to be having a difficult, I knew you were going to have that health problem. I knew you were going to have that financial problem. I knew you were going to have that emotional problem. How many know that God ain't? God is not out there going, oops, oh, I didn't get that one. That that got me. And we got to figure this one out. How many know now, now in the New Translation, and we, I'm going to finish it with this. Watch this. The New Translation, I like this because in New Living Translation version, it says this in verse 26. On the fourth day, they gathered in the valley of what? Blessing. Which got his name that day <laughs> because the Lord, because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Where's your valley of blessing? All right? Here's where your valley of blessing is. Wherever you stand and give them praise for the victory, there's your valley. There's your blessing. Now, listen, I said at the beginning of this thing, I said, we're going to go, we're going to worship tonight, and, and we're going to do it at the end, and I told Sister with that, and she looked at me like, here you go again, change that. She had that look. Because, you know, I always spring stuff on it last second. She'll tell you about that. But, <laughs> but now it makes sense to you, don't it? It makes sense. Because because we're gonna sing some songs. And and we're gonna dance and we're gonna sing. And here's his while you're singing songs, I want you to say think to yourself, I got the victory. I'm healed in my body. My finances is taken care of. Everything I believe is done. It's done. Now now you gotta celebrate. Now, if you stand there and you look, and i never known nobody to get real excited about God and be happy. You stand there and just look. I see when people get happy. I mean, when the cowboys do it, man, I'm uh, I don't like to sing. You're going to hate heaven? Because they do a lot of that in the singing. They do a lot of that in heaven. They do a lot of worship, a lot of praise, a lot of singing. Giving God the praise. So where's your valley of blessing? Your valley of blessing. Where, wherever you declare that God has given me the victory, that's your valley.